Hello and welcome to the first installment of the Dorm Room Dispute Talk Show coming to you live on ColorCast. I'm your host, Mitchell Kaminsky. We have a lot to get to today. Alongside me, uh, Aiden Conklin. Yo, what's up? Vikings extraordinaire. Also the designer of our logo. Fun fact, we've also got a new logo cooking uh, too coming up. But let's get right into it. We got a, a ton of NFL to discuss. discuss. And if you listen to the podcast previously, uh, we, we've been doing a lot of discuss, talking about Aaron Rodgers. And he kind of dominated the offseason conversation in general. He was the, the biggest story of the football offseason. Um, which is fine if you're Aaron Rodgers. But I think Sunday, especially with his performance... The man made an ass of himself, plain and simple. Definitely. Like, if you're going to go out there and be a distraction, he's causing distraction for his teammates, he's making it all about himself, and then to come in there and play so poorly and not look like you prepared because he didn't show up to OTAs. He was late to training camp. Uh, he, he clearly wasn't putting much film work in during the offseason, <laughs> hosting Jeopardy and having his wedding and his bachelor parties, and he's sitting there sipping his, like, you know, go on ESPN interviews. That's all fine and well, but you better perform on the field because winning is going to be the difference maker. That's uh, be between the two. Winning cures all. So you're going to do all that, and you come out there, and you play as poorly as you do, you lose a locker room very, very quick. <laughs> like, let me provide a quick, like a quick example. Especially as like you're an, if you're a leader in an organization, uh, like, like he is, uh, and how quickly he he lost this thing because his teammates are, are watching this. Yesterday, for example, I'm, I'm, I'm the president of our fraternity over here at Sigma Phi Epsilon. It was a basket of deplorables that voted for me. They're not too smart over here, but this is this how it works. So, uh, you know, to celebrate uh, yesterday, it was uh, it was my birthday, uh, and it was also Mexican Independence Day, and the start of Yom Kippur. We had a lot to celebrate, so you know, we went out to it was, uh, we went out to we went out to have a couple drinks. I get back in the living room. There's something on the TV. The people are watching the TV. Well, I come in there. You know, the liquor was calling the shots, and there's a lot of drunken rants, and people they they don't appreciate that. Now, if I were to come out the next day and completely neglect all my responsibilities after, after you know, causing a big scene and not doing well, my presidential duty, it's going to be very quick. People are going to stop listening to you. <laughs> Go out making an ass of yourself like that. That's what Aaron Rodgers did. He stumbled drunk into the living room, the Packers offseason, made an ass of himself, and then didn't do his job the next day on Sunday. I this, that honestly, happens. I think the question is, like, is Aaron Rodgers, like, actually trying to be bad? Like, is he just, like, not putting an effort or was that just like a bad performance because those are like two very different stories yeah. like to me i've watched aaron Rodgers play for like a long time and i've never seen him like there was the one pass where he kind of just yeeted it up there like straight to a saints guy and like i mean it like it looks like he's not trying at all and no, honestly yeah. i wonder it's like what happens if he does it next week you know like are you gonna bench? Are you gonna bench Aaron Rodgers? Like, no, you can't. Well, it's not fair to his team because, like, you know that you need Aaron Rodgers to win. Yeah, and that was like the big thing. But like, I know a lot of fans because it was funny because we have Patrick Cushman who comes on the show all the time, and he was he's a diehard Packer man. He, he just wanted to wipe his hands clean with the whole thing. And I'm like, well, you do realize Aaron Rodgers is like the one thing that's making your team relevant. Like, he's the only saving grace of this franchise. You are very lucky to go from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. No one wants to play in Green Bay. So Aaron Rodgers does provide a lot for this organization. But, like, yeah, like we said, if you're going to – it didn't look like the, the effort yeah. didn't look like it was there. You could tell he clearly hasn't been looking at a playbook. And just to be humiliated like that, and all of a sudden it, all of a, it justifies the critics 
to work because I was defending him this offseason, but assuming that like he would get it done like on the field. Like you can't come out and have that sort of a stinker. And it's weird too, because I remember going to a Brewers game over the summer when the White Sox were playing up in Milwaukee, and you know, just casually making small talk, I was waiting in line for something with like the guys, and there's another Packers fan. He felt the same way. There's a lot of Packers fans that feel this way. So imagine being his teammate. Like you're in the locker room and you're like, you don't know who your starting quarterback is. You're practicing with Jordan Love as he's missing receivers. You know, if I'm Devontae Adams, like what what the hell's going on yeah, here? It's like, am I gonna get this fucking, you know, long haired fucking douchebag who's just, you know, not even trying, or am I gonna get the MVP, you know? Now, this is where I transition to this. This might be a hot take here. Because for years, the NFC East has been the worst division in football. It's been a train wreck. Year after year. It's consistently an entertaining circus. That is a disaster. We had the Washington football team last year scraping into the playoffs. It was... Uh, it was a beautiful, beautiful thing. It's like, it was, the NFC East is like when you see a car accident and you're like, you, you're just like bad, but you can't look away. It's like, oh my God, what a horrific mess. Like, yeah. and it's like, yeah, it's bad, but you can't look away. This is exactly what the NFC East is. I contend though, I think the NFC North is going to take the mantle this year for the worst division in football. I really do. And especially you look at that week one performance. Let me go through the, the week one drubbings here. Uh, so we had, obviously, in prime time Sunday night to cap off uh, the the day, the, the Bears got embarrassed by the Rams, 34-14. to 14, And uh, it really wasn't as close as the score indicated there. Uh, yeah, not much to say about that. Then the, the Saints running rough shot over the Packers, 38-3. to They couldn't even get into the end zone. We had the Vikings losing to a uh, very mediocre Bengals team. And, you know, call it a fumble or not, I actually think it was a fumble. I think it was coming out before it had. Come on, bro. There's a <laughs> shot of his, like, ass planted on the ground and the ball securely in his fucking hips. It's I, not even a debate. I was just trying to get you riled up there. Uh, yeah, but so the, the Vikings, they lose to a... a, a Media a pretty version. bad Bengals team. Uh, I mean, Joe Burrow. I mean, Joe, come up. Joe Burrow. I think is being handicapped. Like the what he's done, the lack of O line. And mind you, it's only been a season in like a game. But he really doesn't have a good offensive coach either. Like you watch him, and it's like, oh, I wish they would like take the training wheels off because you feel like he's being held back a little bit. And then we had the 49ers against the Lions. So actually, yeah, I give the Lions credit because that was an ugly game as well. Uh, the <laughs> 49ers, it looked like they're going to roll away with that one, and they put up a little bit of a fight near the end. There was no kneecaps bitten, which I was a little disappointed with because we were promised that uh, by the new head coach over there in Detroit. But uh, you look at those four performances, and you look at these four teams, I think it's the worst division in football. They are all bad. I think the Vikings, I picked them to win the division beforehand. It's probably going to be between them and the Packers. But they're not a good team, and I think the Packers, you look at it, they're very flawed. And I don't want to overreact with the Packers too early because it was a bad loss, and Aaron Rodgers probably will bounce back. But the fact of the matter is, uh, it, you know, the team with the most noise during the offseason usually, usually does not win. Um, we got it. Okay, here we go. First to first comment here from the Jamar Chase will have a better first year than Justin Jefferson. Uh, you know, you want to respond to that? <laughs> um, I mean, like that's pretty unlikely given the target spread on the Bengals and their O line. Joe Burrow is not having a lot of time to throw downfield. I mean, he did have that one, but that was against Bashad Breeland, and uh, you know, he needs he needs to get in the fucking locker room. Or I, I yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, they're both very good receivers. Not taking anything away from Jamar Chase, I think Justin Jefferson though is excellent, and he gets a lot more targets. Like, and you have Adam Thielen still too, but uh, with the Bengals, like you said, there's three I mean, to guys. To break like gotta... the rookie receiving record and not play two games, I mean that's 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 pretty hard to beat. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see if they do. Plus, yeah, that'll 
That'll be interesting. Anyway, yeah, folks, feel free. If you, you have any comments, uh, throw them in the chat here for us. We will be responding to those uh, all day. Uh, or if you would like to, you know, hop on with us, you have a comment here, we can add you to the hot seat too. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned for that. But back, getting back to where we were with the, yeah, the, 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 this division, I don't know. Do you think, do you agree or disagree with my assessment here? Because, like, the I, Packers, you I know. I don't think that it's the worst division. I still think the NFC East is worse, especially given that there's, like, the teams like the Giants and the Eagles, I really feel like, haven't taken really any steps forward. The Cowboys are pretty good. The Cowboys are looking pretty good. And the football team, now they, I mean, they got Taylor Heineke, who the fuck knows. You know? Yeah, but the, 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 their defense. Their defense is stellar. Is st stellar. And I actually do like, the, I think the Cowboys are going to be better than people think. Their defense is still a little shaky, too. But I think those two teams, if you round those out, combined, will be better than the top two in this division. The Packers are really going to be a mystery, too. I don't like, because like I said, especially early on in the year, because Rodgers is basically his preseason. You know, what I will say about the Packers, not to cut you off, but... Go uh, ahead. No. It's pretty rare that Aaron Rodgers has a bad game, but I think it's very telling that when he does have a bad game, you really see, like, the rest of the team, you know? They didn't they didn't lose by a, two touchdowns. They lost 38-3. to three. Mm -hmm. The defense folded completely. They let Jameis Winston walk all over them. With, he was throwing to people that, you know, are not, like, household names, that Saints, you know, they let go of a lot of um, people. They're probably not better than they were last year maybe you know maybe they are with uh Jameis but um I mean like offensive players defensive players the line I mean I think the Packers is a team that secretly has a lot of issues yeah no I agree we saw a game like this last year where Aaron Rodgers had another clunker against the yeah, Bucks yeah. in the regular season and the, it just completely deflated everything like that happened it's, it's over I, and now I think he's lost the locker room too yeah like they're giving true. up very they giving up very quickly which uh it, uh, yeah, it is what it is, but yeah, and then I mean, not even just the top two, just like the bottom two are like the bad teams are bad. Like the Lions, they're they're they you stay. know, honestly, I think if you're a Lions fan, you're probably pretty happy with that week one performance. I would be, like, but what do you expect? You know, yeah, I mean, everybody knows the Lions are not going to be good, they don't have a single good receiver on their roster. That was like that game was like watching someone like mop the floor. With like dirty water and continue yeah. to mop it, it was like, oh my god! <laughs> like that, I mean, they did, they did sort of come back near the end there, which I pre and the 49ers have a very good roster, uh, but the Bears too. Oh, I think it's just time to start Justin Fields already. Yeah. He he, if he's ready, you gotta let him go because as it is right now, they're doing Matt Nagy's doing this gimmicky shit where it's like, hey. We're going to use the two-quarterback system. We're going to have him come in and do these gadget plays. Well, it's like, well, if you're making him do that, isn't it taken away from what you're trying to accomplish and having him learn on the sidelines from watching Andy Dalton? Instead, he's got to come in every other play for, like, just some gimmick. Right. And when he was in, like, it looked like the D offense had more of a spark anyway. The players responded when they were in. They know. You cannot fool players. Go, yeah, go ahead. Well, I mean... And, the, like, the other thing is, like, what is he going to, like, at least for the last game, what is he going to learn from watching Andy Dalton? That was that was a horrible performance. He can learn how to throw a three-yard check down. It's like, how not to throw downfield. And, dude, when you have, like, a bad quarterback like that, dude, even, like, last uh, last year at the Bears, you know, Mitch Trubisky came in for Nick Foles. The offense had kind of a resurgence, not because it was Mitch Trubisky, I think, because it was just not Nick, Nick Foles. Foles. Yeah. And I, I, like, that's the thing. is like, when they put in Justin Fields, they'll be like, 
Okay, this is not Andy Dalton. Let's go. I think Andy Dalton gets a lot more grief than he should. I do not think he's that bad of a quarterback. I think he's in a terrible situation right oh, now yeah. where he's got his replacement breathing down his neck, a horrible offensive line. It's just like overall like the worst situation you could be thrown in. So like me saying put in Justin it's not like a knock on it, but it's just like you, it's it's also true. Going with the losing the locker room really quickly. If you are intentionally holding a guy who's better back, like on the bench, because of your plan and the players see this, and you're losing games, and you're like, I think the other guy can help us more. You're gonna lose a locker room, and, and especially for a guy that's on a hot seat. There's also the you know aspect of Matt Nagy, you know, taking back the playbook after Bill Lazor. I think doing a pretty good job, and him being you know Matt Nagy being notoriously bad at play calling. So it's like, if you're like, that's another area. You could lose a whole team really quickly. And the saving grace of this team was supposed to be its defense. They can't, they, Eddie Jackson looks like the biggest. He is the most overrated defensive player in the NFL. He cannot tackle. Just lackadaisical effort. There was no pass rush. Khalil Mack, besides when they were bringing him up with their Aaron Donald comparisons, he was a non-factor all night. With, like I, the, the, the defense has taken some major steps back. The offense hasn't caught up yet. That's, I think they're definitely missing Kyle Fuller. This yeah, point. yeah. Can you imagine letting him walk? Jeez. I mean, yeah, that's that's just a bad decision. Who <sighs> and then the Viking? I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? You're a Vikings fan. Right. I think let me tell you, let me tell you go the first it. quarter of the Vikings game was one of the most painful experiences that I've ever had. Literally, it it was literally just like all yellow, bro. I mean, every I mean every single lineman had a uh, holding penalty except for Brian O'Neill, and he had a false start. There was 90 yards of fucking offensive line penalties in, I think, just the first half. I mean, that's, I mean, I knew the offensive line was going to be a concern. Darisaw, Christian Darisaw, our first rounder, still not healthy. But, like, I mean, what are you, like, do you know what you're doing? That's, like, that's embarrassing. And the thing is that even with that, Kirk Cousins puts up, what is it? Um, I think I have the line, actually. Yeah. Uh, 351 yards, two touchdowns, zero in- interceptions. Yeah, I believe he had the third best uh, QBR on the weekend, which is kind of crazy considering how poorly they played. And then on defense, I would say that we looked bad, but I think the reason we looked bad is because the defense was playing so much because we just kept punting it because every f- offensive drive was on the 15. And, I mean, we still came back and almost won or, like, you know, Whatever, but uh, that was not the start I wanted to see, and I feel like the offense is not running smoothly. You know, there wasn't a lot of breakouts from Justin Jefferson, and Delvin Cook was pretty quiet. So, do you think more of a combination of the Vikings are bad or the Bengals are better than everyone everyone thought? It, the Bengals are better than everyone thought. I don't think the Vikings are bad. I think they need to get their shit together. That's fair. That's fair. It is still early in the season. I mean, we still have a couple guys who you know might emerge into better O-linemen. Uh, Ole Udo uh, just got you know promoted to the starters this season. We've got Wyatt Davis and Christian Derisaw who potentially could go in. And, you know, I feel like it's like an O-line. they got to get together as a unit first and, like... But, yeah, the one thing that was really good, though, Michael Pierce. Two, sack first, two sacks in his first fucking game. Him and Dalvin Tomlinson, they're going to be a dangerous duo to watch. This is season. true. All right. Uh, well, hey, folks, let us know what you think. NFC North, is it the new worst division in football? I think so. Although the injury with Ryan Fitzpatrick kind of hurts in the NFC East. But, the you know, the Eagles have been, like, that's a tough team to figure out uh, because you got Jalen Hurts, you still really don't know what you have there yet. You got a new head coach, and they honestly surprised me week they play, one. They played a good game, too. Yeah, they did. They, they did play a complete game. The and defense they got that, looked they good. They got that Bama connection going. That's so. right. That's right. All right.
we're going to this. Uh, free money coming up in a little bit, too. I want to hear your power rankings after week one. We're going to do this every week. Our top five teams in the NFL right now after week one. I will let you go first. I will have mine. We will see what's, uh, what, yeah. Okay. Con compare so and contrast. Number one, I got the Chiefs. I think at this point, that's not really a hot take. I mean, the the Browns played a hell of a game, and the Chiefs still came out on top. You know, it's just like in those, like, fourth quarters, you know when Mahomes gets the ball. It's like, well, he's going to score. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Number two, I still have the Bucks. I was not super excited by what I saw with their defense. I think it might have just been a bad game. But Tom Brady still played good, and he's hitting a lot of receivers. It's still, I mean, they brought pretty much the whole team back. It's still a very scary front. We'll see if they go back to being the defensive monster they were last year. Number three. I have the Browns. This might be a questionable pick. I think their offense is phenomenal, and they looked very good. There's that, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Right. I mean, on defense, I mean, there was, like, a very large period of that game that you might forget by the final store where the Browns were up by two scores, I think. Like, they were, they were going yep, off. That's true. That is true. Okay, and then number four, I got the Bills. Oh, hey, now. That's, that's, actually, I'm pretty surprised with that one. Yeah, yeah, you're surprised by that? You know, it's funny. It's funny. It's funny. It's funny. Because I remember before last year, you asked, and this would be this was like three or four weeks in. He's like to this point, who's has the better like better player, Matthew Stafford or, or Josh Allen? I was like, if you go on resume wise, if you look at their last three seasons played, Matthew Stafford looks better. Well, what do you know? Week one, Matthew Stafford's chucking the rock all over now that he's not in that dumpster fire of Detroit. He's got a nice Maserati. He's not driving a Ford Taurus anymore. And Josh Allen's throwing it all over there. I think he threw one into, like, the third level on one of these throws. Okay, well. He looked I, very I, bad it's, it's week very, one. It's very early to give up on the Bills. No, I'm not giving up on the Bills. It's, definitely listen, not. Josh Allen <laughs> had a, a bad game, but the Bills are a great team. They were fucking very close. They were swatting at the Super Bowl last year. They still have a good defense. I think that Emmanuel Sanders, once that connection develops with Josh Allen, him and Stephon Diggs and, you know, the Mr. Anti-Vaxxer Cole Beasley <laughs> could uh, could be a gr great combo. And, yeah, that was a horrible performance. That was that was a horrible performance, but Pittsburgh has a phenomenal defense. All right. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's definitely not what you would like to see, but I'm not going to put the Bills outside of the top five until I see at least, like, two more games. All right, like all right, all right. And then I'm going to cap it off at number five with the Rams. Um, Fair enough. I just think that, like, I mean, that defense is scary. Seeing Jalen Ramsey, like, throw Darnell Mooney to the ground through a block, that was terrifying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was tired of all the, the fucking Darnell Mooney's, my uh, dad memes, clearly. <laughs> um, and Matthew Stafford looked pretty good. You know, I mean, he's, um, I know people are going to jump on, like, he's the best, he's top three, and you're going to start seeing him in top fives and stuff. Uh, like, he's not He's not at a top he, three yeah, or okay, five. Come yeah, on, yeah, come we'll on, guys. We'll the brakes on that. Know, like, he's, he's good. And like we we knew he was good. Um, I don't know if that offense is gonna continue to be good though, honestly, because I feel like their run game is still a big question mark. Alright, I got my top five. I actually agree with a lot of them there. I number one though, I'm going the I'm going the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. Okay. I think that game against the Cowboys really should not have been close if they didn't have a couple they, they gifted the Cowboys a couple points with untimely turnovers. But you heard Tom Brady last year. He's like, I don't think we fully hit our stride yet. And now he's got another full off season to work with him again. 
All the weapons are back. The band's back together. That team was already the best team in the NFL last year. I think they're going to be almost better this year. That team is scary good. Chiefs number two. You saw what they could do. Uh, you know, they the Browns just got Patrick Mahomes that last one. So yeah, it's it it happens. Uh, and then I'm going the Browns number three. And I think in Arrowhead, having a lead in the second half, a two score lead, there's not going to be another team in the NFL that does that this year. You mark my words. The Browns, the fact they were in the position to do that, very promising. They just, near the end, I think you saw Baker Mayfield has his limitations uh, because when he was asked to throw and they knew that he was going to be throwing, he struggled. Punt, punt, interception near the end. Uh, so that is a little concerning. Baker is good when you give him support in a run game and, you know, they have a good game plan. When he has to throw, that's where the problems come in. But not taking anything away from him. This is a very good performance, like you said. So I got them, number three. I'm going the Rams, number four. Defense looked good. Matthew Stafford looks excellent. And I got number five. Uh, we're going to put the, uh, the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks. They're really? always a very good September team. But I think they went in there and they beat a very underrated Colts team on the road. I really like how Russell Wilson looked. Uh, see, that's another one. Russell Wilson had a lot of off-season drama. Going back to the Aaron Rodgers thing. He came stumbling drunk into the living room. But he did his job the next day. And that's why people like him better than Aaron Rodgers. I mean, <laughs> that was also, like, one of Tyler Lockett's best games. Like. That is also true. This this is also and true. And they're playing against Carson Wentz, you know? Carson Wentz will never be a good quarterback. No matter how hard he tries. No matter how much you believe. I, think you know? he, I, think, I thought he played pretty good. No preseason with the foot injury. He had two touchdowns. It's not terrible. He's never gonna be a good quarterback. I mean, he's not terrible. He's he will be good. He was. He was good. He was good, and they ruined him. They. It's. I mean, well, he doesn't have an excuse anymore. He's got the best O line in football. He's got plenty of targets. Uh, banged up Quentin Nelson and plenty of target. I don't know about plenty of targets. He's got an old T. Y. Hilton. He's got Jack Doyle. They got a. Uh, don't they have a? Uh... Michael Pittman Jr. Yeah, yeah. He's he's not bad. All right. Time to get what you've all been waiting for. It is the segment that's sweeping the nation, our most popular segment from last year, free money. I will give you my three best picks this week uh, against the spread. Uh, we had a winning record combined last year. We were sitting right around 60%, which is pretty good. Uh, so we will try and keep it rolling here. Free money. First game. Take. The 49ers over the Eagles. All right, don't overreact to the Eagles' week one victory. I just think it's because the Falcons are really bad. The defense is horrible. The offense leaves a lot to be desired. The Falcons are a bad team. Jalen Hurts does not push the ball downfield. So I know the 49ers' secondary is a little banged up. Actually, a little is an understatement. They also lost another corner last week. They are very banged up. Jalen Hurts doesn't throw the ball downfield, though. His average depth of target last week was 3.6 yards. You saw him last year. He kind of came back down to earth now that they have some film on him. So I'm not too worried about Jalen Hurts. I don't really buy him. I'm not a huge fan of him to begin with. Pro Football Focus. They got the 49ers power rank to be six points better than the Eagles, and they slot in at 30th. 49ers are favored by three. Uh, I really like him at that number. I think they can win by at least a touchdown. Jimmy Garoppolo, quarterback controversy over there, he played well last week. 314 yards, 12.6 yards per attempt. That's telling me he's throwing it down the field and a 124.2 quarterback rating. And then finally, better coaching, especially this early in the year where it's kind of tough to tell what teams are and aren't. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, I think he's the better coach. He's working with that two-quarterback offense. That is tough to stop. I think they'll get the best of the Eagles. 
Next, this is the one. I this is one of my favorite ones of the week. I think this is my lock of the week. To be completely honest with you, take the Chiefs over the Ravens. We just talked about how good they are. They are favored by three and a half points. I think they'll have no problem winning by a touchdown. Number one, John Harbaugh. He struggles against Andy Reid. He struggled against him his entire career. He has a one and five record in his last six meetings. And then if you go to the last four games total in 2020, the Chiefs won 34 to 20. 2019, Chiefs won 33-28. 2018, Chiefs won 27-24. And 2015, the Chiefs win 34-14. So we got two blowouts in there, two fairly close games. But this one's three and a half. So um, I, I like the track record there. Also, Lamar Jackson, who's basically this entire offense. You saw what happened when he was poor late in that game. The, the, the Ravens kind of sputtered. Uh, they're dealing with a lot of injuries. But in these matchups against the Chiefs, he's averaged just 170 passing yards in the three games, in his three games against the Chiefs. And they were trailing in each of those games. So he was supposed to throw a lot. He was required to throw a lot. He's only averaging 170 yards. That's very telling. He struggles against the Chiefs defense for some reason. He's also only accounted for four touchdowns in these three games while committing two turnovers and getting sacked nine times. Remember that number because nine is big. Only the Browns have sacked Lamar Jackson more in his career, and that's only because they're in the same division. They don't play the Chiefs as much, so I thought that stat was very telling. Finally, the Ravens are very banged up. They're going to, they got, that secondary got torched by the Raiders. If you're getting torched by Derek Carr, you're probably uh, going to have a tough time stopping Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes is coming off a three touchdown, 337 yard game. Don't overthink this one. It's very easy. Take the Chiefs. Uh, over the uh, Ravens. Last pick here. This one was a little bit. It was a little tougher. A lot of points here, but I think the talent matchup is very great. I'm taking the Broncos over the Jaguars minus six. Teddy Bridgewater during his career, uh, he's posted a 36-13 and one record against the spread as a starter. So all those years in Minnesota, uh, all those years in Carolina, or I guess all those years, the one year in Carolina. He's a better dreaming because everyone always underrates him. Huh? Exactly. And in New Orleans, they always, you always overlook Teddy Bridgewater, and he consistently gets the job done. Teddy Two Gloves had 264 yards, two TDs, and a 115.7 quarterback rating last week. Uh, and the Jags' pass defense, they gave up 291 yards and a 112.1 rating to Tyrod Taylor. Pretty similar quarterbacks, actually, if you look at their style of play. Uh, and I think uh, Teddy Bridgewater has a lot more support. Yeah, understatement of the year right there. Uh, he's got a lot more help than Tyrod Taylor does, so I think he's going to light up this defense. Jacksonville's a dumpster fire. It's a train. Urban Meyer, there's rumors already that he might leave for the UFC job. Uh, or US, excuse me, USC job. <laughs> that he, I don't know if he'd be very good in the fighting ring. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, there's already rumors uh, he might be leaving for the USC job. I don't think it's going to happen, but the Bronco, Broncos, they manhandled the Giants. They only, only allowed seven points, and that was because of a last... Uh, it was 14, or I guess it was. They allowed seven on the last second TD to Daniel Jones. But they couldn't run the ball. They were dominating the line of scrimmage. They held Saquon Barkley to 26 yards and 2.6 yards per carry. So uh, I think they'll have no problem stopping Trevor Lawrence and co. Uh, don't underestimate the Kyle Fuller sighting. He's been excellent. Broncos by double digits in that one. There you have it. There's your free money. Who? Melvin Gordon by numbers. Yep. There, there you go. Another one. Melvin Gordon, top five running back. I don't know. What do you think? Agree? Disagree? Yeah. No, definitely not. <laughs> you take, yeah. All right. Hey, that's, I, 
The first one of the year, you know, trying to trying to shake off the rust a little bit. I'm pretty confident in all of these. The Eagles 49ers one's a tough one, but I do think on paper the, the 49ers roster is just so much better. And, and it's only three points. So that one, it, it was uh that was a pretty easy one. Another intriguing one. I didn't want to touch this one, but the Packers and the Lions. Uh, it's a I believe eleven points right now. Which is a lot, but it's in Lambeau, and I think coming off an ugly loss, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be pissed and probably come flying out of the gate for that one. That'll be an interesting one. And the Bengals and the Bears, that's minus two and a half right now uh, for the Bears. I, and that's only because they're at home. It was three earlier, and it's been bet down at two and a half. I don't bet against my team. That's why I didn't put them in here. But the Bengals would not surprise me if they uh, if they covered that 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 spread. But that game's gonna come down to the D line versus the O line. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. They need to be they need to be better. Simply put, they need to be better. We shall see. Uh, that's you any got any final thoughts here or what? Uh, no, I don't think so. There you have it, folks. That is all we have for you. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. You can catch us every Thursday at this time. We start 4 o'clock. Uh, we'll have a d- bunch of different guests on throughout the year as we go. But thank you to ColorCast uh, for letting us do this. You can find our podcast at Dorm Room Dispute on Twitter. Uh, you know, Feel free to interact with us on there. And you can listen to the podcast anytime on Spotify. So this episode will be available if you want to re-listen to all the action uh, on this again uh, on Spotify. Uh, or you use the link in our description on the Twitter. That'll take you to one of our websites as well. Uh, but thank you so much for listening. Enjoy your football Sunday. All right, awesome. I think that went well. Yeah, that's pretty good. Let's uh, do that Ravens-Chiefs. That's, that's going to be a lock. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, three and a half is, like, way too low. That defense is so bad right now. Dude, what the fuck happened to their secondary, bro? They're just all hurt. Really? What about Marlon, uh, Marlon Humphrey? Is he here fucking hurt? What about Patrick yeah. Queen, bro? Yeah, yeah. I just like I feel like the Ravens are supposed to have a good defense every year. You just teams. assume that they are. Yeah, like you see the Ravens look at good like, defense. Yeah, good defense. <laughs> it's like yeah. what the same with the fucking Steelers, dude. The Steelers could have the worst defense in the league, and I'd be like, yeah, they probably got a good defense.